Hi everyone, this is Dave Wright and welcome to the Player Development Project podcast. Whether it's the start or end of your football season, I hope you're doing well wherever you're tuning in. As always, a quick update on PDP content and other initiatives we've been working on. Over the last month or so, we've released three brand new Q&A videos on the website on topics such as game formats, understanding how you're making an impact with your players, and how much of your coaching focus should be tactical. These videos have been really well received and you can check them out on the website now. Outside of this, we're very close to launching our latest online coaching course. The Fundamentals of Session Design is an in-depth coaching course delivered by the PDP team and a number of guest experts. When you sign up to the course, you'll get access to a huge collection of online learning modules, live sessions of some of the practices we discuss in action, PDF session plan downloads, quizzes, and loads of recommended reading. Dan Wright and I take a deep dive into all the considerations of designing your session. We aim to challenge your thinking and provide you practical solutions that you can apply in your environment. Look out for this course coming very soon to the PDP website. Now today's podcast is another great discussion as Dan and I discuss which game formats coaches should use in the foundation phase. There's lots to consider here and we try to cover all angles of the topic and outline some key considerations for coaches and clubs. As always, if you've not yet signed up to become a member of our coaching community, you can head to playerdevelopmentproject.com, select a monthly or annual membership and dive into our huge library of learning content as well as getting access to our PDP Slack community a place to ask questions, engage in discussion, and share ideas. Thanks for joining us today. I really hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, everyone. My name's Dave Wright, and welcome to another Player Development Project Q&A. Once again, I'm joined by PDP Technical Advisor, Dan Wright. Dan, how are you this week, mate? I'm good, thank you. I'm looking forward to this question. I think it's going to be a a good one and uh, hopefully will benefit everyone in the community. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's coming uh, leading into one of our webinars from Dave Edmondson, who's a member at the PDP and uh, is very active on our Slack community with some great contributions. And Dave has said, what game formats should I use in the foundation phase? So Dan, it's a great question. It's obviously focused on that foundation phase for those who aren't familiar. It's sort of generally defined as nine to 11 in the English Academy system, but it can probably be considered eight to 12, I think in this instance, in terms of that skill act or that foundation phase. So what are your first thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think before we started recording, I said all of them, like uh, <laughs> I think I think variety and probably exposing the kids to to different stuff is is the quick answer. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's us boxed off. We can we can stop the recording now. And we'll look um, to another player development project <laughs> very soon. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think maybe the, the the place to start would be the tradition of why we play the way that we play. Um, and yeah, I, I can probably talk a little bit about the the UK setting, and maybe we can we can talk about some of the other ones. So. I vividly remember like my first games of football being uh, kind of nine, 10. I'm, I'm a late born. So I was probably 10 um, and we were playing 11 side. And it was like one team would play in one half for what seemed like half an hour. The other team would go and attack. It would take six years to get the ball back up the pitch. And it was a real like, you know, like, like you were playing in a jungle. It was, the pitch was far too big. The goals were far too big. And it was like this weird sport that was good fun when the ball went in the goal. But um didn't feel like how I played with my brothers in the back garden. Like it was, it was, it was something completely different. I think the landscape definitely in the UK has really changed. Uh, and Nick Levitt, who we've done 
uh, some co- some content with is, is definitely kind of instrumental in, in, in making it more age appropriate for, for children. So broadly in the UK, sevens and eights would play 5v5, uh, nines and tens would play 7v7, 11s and 12s would play 9v9, and there might be some 12s that play uh, 11v11, but, but traditionally that would be 9v9 now. And then um, when we get into under 13s, some people still play 9v9, but that would be kind of the, the leap to 11v11. I think we've definitely done, I say we, I wasn't involved. The UK have done a good job of um, moving away from 11v11 football and recognising that a, a smaller format is good for, for the players in terms of touches, in terms of repetition of the actions. And there's a, a really kind of... Um, yeah, cornerstone piece of work from Manchester United around the 4v4, having so many more touches, so many more interactions, 1v1s, goals and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's maybe worth just kind of talking about the tradition of, of, of how as adults we probably thought football looked like this. Yeah. It was 11v11 and it should look like the Premier League or match of the day kind of experience. And actually kids, you know, they want to touch the football. They want to maybe combine with their mates and stick it in the goal. They want to be constantly involved rather than, it being this game where I don't touch the ball for seven or eight minutes. So um, I don't know if that's something that resonates with you, but with the UK, I've probably done a good job of, of mixing those formats and making them more age appropriate and, and pitch size and goal size and ball size being for what the kids need. Yeah, look, I, I agree. And I certainly relate to your childhood experiences around the game. You know, I remember being on a full size pitch at the age of 10 as well and thinking it felt like a golf course because, you know, it's that far that you'd have to drive a ball down the other end, let alone be able to kick one that far. So yeah. I think things have improved. I think if we if we look at the P or the Elite Player Performance Plan, which is governed by the Premier League, there's been some really... Um, progressive changes in the last few years and so let's assume that they are best practice or they're they're certainly setting some standards around um, development within the academy system and they're running things like futsal tournaments street football tournaments um, you know all sorts of variety around that to expose players in this phase to different game formats i think the the the, uh, numbers that you reeled off in terms of 11 v 11 at the same ages uh, at certain ages sorry are the same here in new zealand where i am at the moment and uh and in australia they're slightly different with with players sort of heading towards 11 v 11 a little bit earlier uh around that sort of uh under 12 age where i believe it's under 13 here and obviously in the uk as well there's a number of models which have also received a fair bit of, um, I guess, credit outside of what you've suggested was, is happening in the UK. One of those is the Belgian model. Now, we were very lucky to host Chris van der Hagen for a PDP webinar uh, in 2020. And it was a, a great conversation outlining the, the massive cultural shift that was undertaken to underpin their football, sort of starting at 1v1 and 2v2s and, and the benefits. And you know, we talk about the benefits of being lots of touches, um, lots of repetition, lots of opportunities to dribble, run with the ball and score. And I think that that sort of modern lens of, okay, what does a player need to, to be the best they can be? Well, they need some technical skills. They need a technical toolbox is a term I like to use. Others probably hate it. But I think it's, you know, can you, can you build a technical base through different games and different experiences where they're under pressure and then that they might be in a bigger game and there's less pressure. So there's, again, pros and cons. I mean, that's a little bit of a ramble around um, my view in terms of perhaps the skill acquisition advantages and the benefits of starting off with those smaller formats. What are your thoughts around that and perhaps some of those European models? Yeah, I think that um, masterclass with Chris van der Hagen is definitely worth a watch. Yep. So they were starting with 1v1 with goalkeepers, but he explained it as um, almost like having a number of pitches for these for these young players. I think this was sixes and sevens, wasn't it, that were playing 1v1 plus a goalkeeper. And it was almost like... a 
a round-robin type format. So you and I are a team and we play against the other team. I'm in goal, you're out on pitch. We play for a certain amount of time and then the next game, uh, we would we would rotate roles. So it wasn't like a set goalkeeper and then the 1v1, rather than just being a 1v1 dribble with no kind of direction or, or outcome, it was it was to a goalkeeper to, to, to try and encourage that bit. And then they built it up and up and up. So I, w- I would maybe challenge some of the stuff around that sevens and eights have to play 5v5 or 4v4. I think you've, you've touched on it. That variety is probably really key in these age groups. So uh, whilst we've, we've kind of talked about some best practice, I would suggest in academy football, especially kind of um, nines, tens, elevens, we probably want to really mix up that variety. So we don't want the kids playing the same type of format all the time. Um, and I think there's probably a bit of a link between individuals in the group and the format the format of games we put on, whether that's through training or, or competitive games or Sunday games. Because if we're always doing the same thing, then we're always going to get similar returns. So if we've got a player that you know really needs to work on being comfortable in 1v1 situations, whether that's defending 1v1s or attacking 1v1s, by taking the format down, so going into that 1v1 with goalkeepers or a 3v3 type street football or 4v4, whatever we think is appropriate, then I'm going to get more repetitions of, of, of those actions. Yeah. So... You know, if in a seven v seven, I might be able to do some one v ones, but I'm probably going to have some cover. Um, there's going to be more bodies on the pitch. I might be able to force them into certain areas. In that one v one model with Chris Van der Hagen, there's probably nowhere to hide. Like defensively, like I probably have to win my one v one to have a chance of, of getting success. And then we might equally have kids probably near the end of that, that foundation phase, maybe the elevens that are starting to become more aware so they may be more comfortable with the football and they're aware that if I play a little one-two here or if I play it early down the side the striking kick the striker can get in in a 1v1 or a 2v2 that might be difficult but in a 7v7 then I'm going to get repetition of those actions of yeah. as a midfielder how do I receive from one line and the next line I play into the forward line so you're getting more players and more kind of a bit more structure so just think about maybe what the individuals in the group need and if they're always getting this one thing on Sunday, so if they're always playing 77 on Sunday, 77 on a Sunday, is there a way that you can supplement that program either with training games, midweek games, futsal? Um, we've seen some great stuff from people in the community kind of playing in cages and, and streets and stuff like that. So, yeah, the, the more variety, I think we're going we're gonna to challenge the kids and see the kids in different, different lights so that we're giving them skills to go on to play the 11 v 11 game when that's appropriate rather than everybody must be here at this age then everybody must be here at this age and then we can play 11 v 11 we've got to think about what what kind of skills are we helping the kids develop and and then how the the how the game can support that and and, yeah. and help with that if that makes sense it does and i think i think there's some great thoughts there dan i think also that, that clubs and systems have a responsibility here so again we go back to the idea of you know we must create a system players must do this at this age your, your point exactly We've got to get away from that. Now, we did a masterclass webinar with Stuart English at Birmingham City where he talked about one coach who set up an 11 v 11 game on a pitch and then on the side he had a 4v4 going for those players that needed it. Now, I get that there's more flexibility sometimes within academy environments, but if you're in a position where you're coaching in a grassroots club, um, you need to look at how you can use your week potentially to manipulate some of these formats. So is it that you have a street football night? Is it that you do 3v3s and 4v4s one night and then the, the next night there's going to be a focus where it's going to be bigger sizes, maybe it's 6v6, 7v7, again, referring to the foundation phase, because there are some more tactical outcomes that that come with that, which you alluded to. So I think there's there's an onus on clubs and those 
working within them to do their best with what they've got. And I accept that there are constraints within league structures where you have to turn up and if you're entered in a competition, play a certain way uh, in terms of format on, on the Saturday or Sunday. But at the same time, systems at a macro level need to look at this and go, well, actually, if we got this right, you know, maybe, maybe through the season, if a team who's an under-11s group have 13 or 14 players in their squad – maybe there's room to have weekends where it is 3v3s and 4v4s and there's three games, there's multiple pitches. Players from different clubs are teaming up and playing with each other. Maybe it's, it's mixing teams as opposed to always having a league structure and a competition because, again, that's what tradition has dictated. So I think in those grassroots settings, we've got to sort of step back and look at the system and go, is the system right or is the system there just because it's easier to organise when, in fact, with a little bit more effort, we could be doing things differently, which would lend itself to uh, more players emerging perhaps with uh, a broader skill set or a more diverse skill set or, or broader di- uh, types of players with a range of skills as a result of all of these exposure to 1v1s, 2v2s, 3v3s, and then that blend of tactical content as well when they're playing their 7v7s. Yeah. I think if you, um, if you stop and think about it, having subs at these age groups is is pretty bonkers. Madness. Like. You would you wouldn't go into a school and go like you guys are going to paint and you three are going to watch while they paint or you know let's go and have a canoe lesson and you guys get in the water with the canoes and you guys watch them do canoeing <laughs> and then do some canoeing in a minute like in any other world you'd go hang on a minute my kid's not getting what he needs to to get better at painting or canoeing or whatever but football because you know like I said in the Premier League there's subs we we seem to think it's okay that eight and nine year olds can stand there especially in the UK in the wet and the rain and all the wind and all that kind of nonsense and, and, you know, play half a game or whatever. So we've got to kind of stop and go, why do we do that? Was because the adult game does it and we might need someone in case someone gets injured or whatever. But like you said, we've got to be comfortable going, we've got this many kids, the best game formats would be a 5v5 and a 3v3 and everyone's playing. Mm. Like that, that is, I see how that's challenging to a league and to a structure, but, but maybe that would, that would be the utopia of everybody playing football when they turn up to play football rather than, Imagine the excitement of eating your breakfast, putting your kit on, driving to the football, and then you, your coach goes, you're going to be sub. That isn't why I came. Like, that hey, we've all been I'm... there, right? We've all been there. It's terrible. Not me, but yeah, oh, you, I'm sure yeah. you've been there. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of time warming the bench, you know. So, but it's bonkers, right? Like a, a nine-year-old that's super excited to play football, you go, you get to sit on the bench. Like, I'm, I'm not, sure, not sure where that came from. And, and that's yeah another another challenge of, of how we can think of and and Dave who asked the question is doing some really good good work in this space where the number of kids he's got he, he's trying to get them onto the pitch in different formats so mm. again going back to that child centered rather than player centered like child centered what's the best thing to do you know in December in the UK is not to have three subs that are sat on the side like put something on and then it's normally the coaches that are a bit uncomfortable with can we put the subs in a three v three on the side they go oh might get tired you know yeah. they probably won't. I'll probably be fine. We're, but like, again, tradition, you know, Liverpool aren't doing that with Man City, you know, yeah. the, the subs aren't playing a 3v3 on the side. We've got to be a bit more comfortable that these are children and they came here to play. So we've got to, we've got to kind of um, free our minds a bit, I guess, of yeah. the tradition looks like this and, and kids actually, actually want to have a go. If anyone from the Premier League's listening, you might have just come up with a worldie of an idea because that might be, you know, another uh, entertainment package, especially in these empty stadiums at the moment. So I'm sure it can be commercialised, yeah. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Dan, really interesting uh, question. Obviously, we've, we've touched on a few ideas there and I think uh, hopefully provided some answers that variety, diversity and that child-centred approach is key. Any final thoughts just to wrap this one up? Yeah, I think one of the things that came out of that uh, Stuart English 
masterclass recently or live webinar, sorry, was reviewing it. So maybe he, he talks about every 10 weeks, the staff sitting down and saying, you know, what are the kids getting maybe from an individual perspective and what is the games offering? So if we've done 10 weeks of the same thing or 10 weeks where we've won every game 22 nil, yeah. can we get an appropriate challenge or a different challenge to, to push the kids in a different way? And that's something we get asked a lot through the, through emails, Facebook groups and, and Slack is like, how, how do I, how do I get this challenge? Either the kids are, killing it and they're winning every single game or we're getting smashed every week and the kids aren't enjoying it. Mm. I think you've got to be clever to supplement your program. Even if the league is super tight and locked in and you must be here on Sunday and play this, this and this, rather than training on a Tuesday night, can you play an in-house game or can you get another team to play on a Tuesday to either offer that stretch or maybe that opportunity to get success? I think we've got to be a bit brighter than maybe doing a whole season of you know, 50, 60 games that look exactly the same with similar challenges where can we go and find those challenges to, to supplement so the kids are getting more more variety to, to their kind of week-to-week stuff. Absolutely. Great advice. Hopefully we've helped Dave out there and provided some food for thought uh, for those who are tuning in. Dan, once again, thank you so much for your expertise and input. Yeah, another good topic, that one, isn't it? Really is. We will look forward to another Player Development Project Q&A very soon. 